0: I want to talk to you about post-it notes. Hello. And uh, post-it notes. See, here's the thing. I have to-do lists. I have task lists. I have all these apps. But something about physical realities and putting things down, writing it down on a piece of paper on the post-it note, it's something that I've just kind of become addicted to in a way. It's like I put it and I think it's a good habit to have, you know, putting things on the walls, things that need to do. Do you have to-do apps or do you like physical post-it notes? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I, you know, interesting. You mentioned that, um, I just started converting back to the more physical side of things. Nice. But, but like you, I, I have both, you know, um, I have like a few different apps for school and such. Mm. Um, but then I, but my main just list of just like stuff I need to do today
0: is just like, it's just like a yellow flip book thing. You know, isn't there something awesome about that? It's like you flip the pages and it's visceral, it's physical, it's it's something about it that's just so different like you know clear app clear is one of our first we both have clear Mm -hmm. great to do app Mm -hmm. i still use it but when i write things down on a post-it note something happens something's different
1: i think yeah i think there's definitely something more that happens when you actually write it physically i think that you know, I'm I'm no psychologist, but I'd say that really, you're making some kind of deeper connection. You know, you probably remember that list what, better. What is that?
0: What is that difference? What is that difference between the digital and the physical? This is Eyes Open, episode three. I'm Shannon Leonard. We got my man, Riley Ziggle here. What up? And we're going to be talking. We're 2 20-somethings talking about life, talking about everything, packaged as a podcast. So, post-it notes, I don't know. It's just one of my things. I literally have a wall covered in post-it notes like why it just, why post-it notes though like
1: for me it's it's literally like a um like a little spiral bound book but for you it's post-it
0: notes because is it because yeah, you have like to put what? them on the wall and spread them out and it may just it? be branding. I'm a kind of I'm very brand oriented and mm. I don't know if it's a good thing, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but I think actually maybe because I'm a marketing guy, I've just always loved the idea of brands and honestly, I do affiliate with brands. Um, that's the, actually as a marketer, that's what they want. And when you have an advertisement, they want someone to be like the, you know, to be the kind of person that gravitates towards a certain brand. Sure. That being said, I'm very adverse to advertisements. Like I don't like a lot of advertisements anyway. So it's just kind of a weird thing, but when I find a brand I like, I'm really passionate about it. So post-it notes is one of those brands that I found that I really like.
1: Why um, is it about this brand that's so cool, the Post-it <laughs> brand?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, they have their little post-it, you know, post it their little branding. It's all about, they have their different colors. They are the leading Post-it note brand, you know? <laughs> have you like looked into other Post-it note brands? Like, honestly, I haven't, honestly, I haven't. It's, it's you know, and that is actually something about me. Are you, are you someone who gets swayed by brands like that? To an
1: extent, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have all—I have an iPhone and a Mac, and you know, like definitely, like on the Apple. I have
0: an Apple sticker on my car, you know. Like, so <laughs> remember, I definitely what? Well, yeah, yeah. You no. Know, remember when we were growing up and we had like uh, the you know the Zoomies, and it's all about the branding mm-hmm. on the yes. shirts. <laughs> Zoomies. Like, you know, we have a, what was it, Volcom? Volcom repping like it around. So it's kind of like you say, you put your Apple sticker on your car, Uh you know, have the Zoom Uh and people affiliate with that. It's not even the shirts. Most of their shirts aren't. It's just their logo. That's all it's about.
1: That's the main if the coolest shirt that you could get at, you know, at the time was like just a shirt with a Volcom logo in the middle of it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Get to the point. I'm about this brand. All right. A skateboard or something, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's what actually I think that's what drew me into the whole marketing world, because I am fascinated with that. Um, and I, I love it. I love coming up with brands. I love coming up with, it's just, something's fun about that. It's weird. It's like, yeah, it's, what is uh, that? What's it's that a fine all about? line. It's a fine line between like a cult. Well, I guess Apple has been sort of labeled as a cult atmosphere. You know, people, some fanboys of Apple, just like crazy about Apple. And they've kind of, <laughs> Oh, it's this Apple cult. And so it's, it's kind of interesting where that, and so that's a negative thing. So, it's to kind of a mixed bag because I have very passionate feelings about like, well, I don't like the cult side of it. Like, I don't like the side that is uh, like subliminal, subliminal messaging in advertising. I think that is not cool. I think that's kind of evil. Um, and so there's certain parts of advertising that are very dark, but I kind of... It's almost like using the force and you can decide how you use the force, the dark side of the light. Like you can use marketing to make a really cool car ad that is like, you know, really looks great. And it doesn't have any subliminal messaging. It's more about the cinematography or you could use marketing to make like a fast food ad that just like flashes all these colors in front of you. You have just like, you know, these really ridiculous, the food doesn't look like that. And and they use these, the music and they use visuals to hammer it into your brain with colors that, and, and, you know, jingles. I think that's sort of evil, but so I like taking that power and using it for good. I like taking that power and doing cool things with it. So it's, it's kind of, I think it actually is the malicious side that is kind of, it makes me excited about it. Kind of draws me in. It's that dark side power, but I like to use it for, for the good side of the force.
1: Well, I mean, have you like seen any posted ads
0: or any other <laughs> brands you like? Have you made sure they're on the light side? I mean- uh, no, no, that's the thing. I mean, well, corporations in general, I have a big kind of problem with corporations. And this is why well, all on- your brands are just, you know, that's right their You don't yes. like corporations. That's the paradox. That's yeah. the paradox. I love, I love marketing. And at the same time, I'm kind of like rebellious to this, the system or whatever. Like I like marketing, but I also am sort of in the middle So, um, as far as corporations go, I'm kind of excited about the benefit corporation because like corporations, um, the structure is inherently, I think there was a documentary about it called the corporation, that kind Mm -hmm. of the structure is if we were to classify it as a human, it would be like a psychotic person. (laughs) Right, right. And technically corporations are people. Uh, which right, is, which right. is, I don't, I think is sort of weird. Great um, film. Great film. Yeah. The corporation, definitely a good film. Um, however, I am hopeful by these things called benefit corporations um, or public benefit corporations. What is
1: that? What is the public it, benefit corporation?
0: Well, yeah. Kickstarter just switched. A public benefit corporation puts the benefit of the public. The, it, you can basically list core tenants of your corporation that will go above shareholder profit it'll put it above that so for kickstarter kickstarter doesn't want to in fact date from day one they never they weren't looking for an exit they just wanted to put their product out there and if they made money while doing it that's great it's still for profit but they want to do it in a way that's not destructive and some of the ways like you just look at some you know oil corporations some food corporations The way corporations are set up, it can lead to some just pure money-driven profit-only money, money, money. What a public benefit corporation does is puts humans into that mix. Okay, well, think about the humans first, then you can think about money. Wow, that's pretty, like, legendary. I mean, so it's Kickstarter. Any other ones like that right now? Um, You know what? I heard of one other. It was Kickstarter, and it's just blanking. But, yeah, I think there are several, but Kickstarter is the most high-profile that I've heard about. Um
1: and wow, that's I incredible that's that's totally stepping in a in a pretty amazing direction.
0: You know? Totally, I mean, I have a I have a bootstrap startup ten word news, and if I ever was going to turn it into a public corporation, I would want it to be a public benefit corporation because it just it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah, right on, man. Well, and that kind of leads me in apps. This is kind of a follow up. And I don't think you friended oh, yeah. me on Peach yet. You didn't. This is we're talking about Peach. If you tuned in on episode two of the Eyes Open podcast, I tried to get my man Riley Zickle here to join Peach, and understandably, I've come to think of it. And you know, what, I gotta respect each person's proclivities. You know, some people may not want to join the new social net and that's totally cool. But I'm curious. Did you did you join it? Did you look into it, or nothing?
1: Just not not business. in the slightest.
0: Dude. Well, <laughs> I didn't even check it out, even well, visit the website or anything. I just I'd like you to see my posts on it because there's I, I do post a lot now and actually it's gone kind of crazy on Peach. Honestly. Really, what's the
1: deal? All of a sudden, dude, things, are, really crazy crazy. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> things are crazy on Peach. No, things are crazy on Peach. deal? I'm, I'm blown what? up. There's all these that you basically you can make friends with people who aren't really your friends. Why would you uh, want to do this? This is initially- <laughs> let's say you don't like you're just sitting in a room by yourself. There's no friends around. Suddenly you can go into this app, have all these friends. Isn't that appealing? It's kind of interesting. What mm. I've discovered, it's what kind of is like a friend, dude. Is that what a friend really is? That's a good question. Maybe it's a new type of friend. It's 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 a online. It's it's maybe that we need a new word for this. We didn't have yeah, new word.
1: word for that. That's not my, the old school friend. That that's is true. new... That's <laughs> a different, different
0: kind of friend. But it's still, it still has the same tenant. Like, people... I mean, there, there's so much love on Peach. That's what I found that really impressed mm. me. From I from would be very impressed. What, what do you mean by love? Well, what? that's what impressed me over a lot of the other social networks. Because I see on YouTube, YouTube comments are mm. notoriously negative. Um, mm. There's a lot of sites on peach everyone is like happy and chill and they just like they send you heart emojis everyone loves each other on peach and you can add people as friends everyone's like really attractive like young millennials and they're all on peach having a good time and it's just like it's really fun um it's like this whole community so like um, what do you do on there you gotta send each other hearts and yeah yeah you said and- each other yeah okay. i mean i have like i i made friends with uh People in like Dubai and all these different locations around the world, like frequently talking on Peach now. And this is just within a week of Peach launching. So what, you, what do you do? You post things. What's cool is about, it's, it's pretty much like Instagram, Facebook, um, kind of combined and Vine. You can post videos, you can post text updates. It can be a blog if you want it to be. It can be a Vine channel if you want it to be. It can be a GIF photo channel. It, you can kind of turn it into whatever you want. Which is cool.
1: Honestly, that that does sound like you know, kind of cool in, in cool. terms of like what's out there.
0: Yeah, and the and you can't clog anyone's feed up. It's it's how it works is it groups people by people. So if you do like twenty posts, no one's it, they, people can look at those posts, but it's not gonna annoy them because it's just contained inside of your feed, as opposed to Twitter. Oh, okay, right? okay Where, so you
1: have to go to the person if you want to see. It's it's always about right the person.
0: Yeah, it's a list of people. So and and. And it's always sorted by who's posted most recently so it kind of rewards you for posting more because then you'll go to the top of the list
1: that's so interesting i I think that's uh, that's sort of the direction that things are headed you know just more online less real world like like maybe being friends with a guy in dubai that you may never meet
0: ever is like what a, a girl even yes yeah, whatever yeah
1: it, all right on you know either way maybe that's like what know. it is maybe that's well. The- there's
0: cool guys on there too that's the cool thing it's not really yeah sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but there's like there's a little bit of both there's like it's not a dating app at all it feels more just like people just want to be friends instead of yeah but continue what you're saying
1: well maybe yeah people wanting to be friends in that sense is kind of what a modern like a, a really kind of pseudo modern friendship is you know maybe yeah. their direction is heading. I don't know. I mean, it's it's like do you embrace that or you try to hold on what once well, it was with the old school yeah. friends where we actually hang out and
0: I can you know. Well, yeah, you definitely do. You know what? Something really hit me about something you said on episode 2 of the podcast. On episode 2, we were talking about peach and you said that you felt your relationships in physical life were what you wanted to focus on. You didn't want to have all these interaction and action, interactions in digital space. You wanted to have your interactions in physical, in real life people, the majority, like pretty much all of it, you said all of your interactions and because you've deleted your social media. So that's the case for you. And I was just listening to the podcast again. I heard you say that again. And I was just like, whoa, because my whole world Is the opposite of that in fact probably 90 percent of my interactions are online with other people so which is i mean i mean it's not always true sometimes i go you know this this fluctuates depending on the time of the day or the month but anyways it's just it's kind of eye-opening i mean there's there's tinder which is for dating and now there's peach Mm. which is for like i just think making friends and there's something that's cooler about that like like tinder drives me crazy in some ways (laughs) i but you know it's just the whole thing idea of dating a profile like what do you think it just like because that's what i feel like Mm. it's become with so online dating yeah
1: yeah i've never like tried to use it but there there have been times you know i could see why people do it there have been times where like i i've uh, had the urge to like download it and, and start doing it just because maybe I'm like lonely or something, you know? Yeah. And I just, yeah, I want to like be with somebody and I want to just make sure I just want to have some kind of connection, even if it's on the internet. It's just, but I mean, yeah, I no, obviously yeah. didn't do it, but I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting thing. And it's, it's along the same lines of what I was just saying about like the direction that like, you know, quote unquote friendship is going. Maybe that's where like, you know, kind of more emotional sexual relationships are headed as well, you know? Just, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's on Tinder. Almost everybody ever. Listen,
0: I was, I was on Tinder for a while and I'm no longer, at least for now. And I, you know, it's been, I think all of 2016 and 2015, I, I kind of got up. I kind of crazy with Tinder because what I found is that no one really, I mean, maybe depending on the person you're going to like, just meet someone who you'd like to go and hang out with in real life. But all the girls I talked to they were very much oriented in talking online. I mean, there's, of course, there's the exceptions, but I'm the vast majority, they just kind of, they didn't, they just wanted to chat. They just wanted to talk with another profile. And you could see how long act, active they were. And they were like chatting with multiple people. And so when they had like, it was almost like in this new age of dating, you don't actually have to see anyone in real life. You just talk to like 10 people in digital life. And that kind of freaked me out. And I was like, That was weird. In fact, once I deleted Tinder, then I went out to a party. Then I was like dating people. And that was cool. After I kind of realized like I got sucked into this digital world. And once I jumped out of that for a while, I was much happier. Um, However, that's what I like about Peach is that, and, and again, this is not each person, you know, maybe uses these tools. I think we've talked about this, like just the fact that you can meet people you've never met before. That's cool, and I'm sure a lot of people meet. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people meet through Tinder and have success. But my personal thing was just like the having a relationship with a profile was just weird for me. So that's why I like Peach, is because it's not about that. It's it's about it's all totally upfront. You're not going to meet a lot of these people. It's that's obvious. There's it's all about just the friendship, the the kindness, the sharing of the heart emojis. Mm-hmm. and uh just kind of seeing other people's perspectives so i feel like it's more honest mm. in that sense
1: yeah you know one thing that um i just sort of thought of while you were while you were talking about tinder there um and just like how you're saying you, you sort of date people's profiles and you know a lot of people that you talked to just wanted to just kind of message around and stuff yeah. i mean i think maybe a piece of, of what that is comes down to like just the act of flirting itself i mean it's a I think it's just a very mm-hmm. enjoyable it's just like part of the cool for me it's just part of what i like in life it's totally like, it's a great yeah. thing we can do and it's just fun and
0: for totally all. Gets,
1: yeah i guess the endorphins flowing yeah yeah all the good stuff but like in the real world there are like social dynamics you know yeah and and yeah. there are online but i would i would guess that there are just less you know so it's you're more free to just just start flirting you know i mean that's always like a thing like oh what it, like oh yeah I like, that, exactly. like what, how do you, what you go up to her but how like how but online it's just like you just you just met you start the message you swipe right i swipe right well i guess we're in
0: you know <laughs> you that's kind of cool it's in a way that's kind of cool but and on the flip side they but then you can stop you can, that's a thing called ghosting ghosting is a thing now where you'll be talking to a girl or a guy or whatever and then they'll just disappear um, and that's. Um That's happens. And it's this weird feeling that doesn't happen in in real life. Sure. You're not sure. It does. People get stood up on dates and stuff like that. I guess so. I guess so. But not in the not in the same way. Not in the same way. You could be in the middle of a conversation and then just like, boom, never hear again. Well, it's not a
1: physical real world conversation where they can't. Yeah. It's like an online conversation where each, you know, sentence they say they could have been an hour in between. It could be it's like not actually their life, but it kind of is. It's like a really weird gray area.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think, I think it can be good. Like, you know, it, it can be helpful sometimes to use these tools like Tinder. But what I found is that it's good to, if you do use that, just at least take like a month or two and delete it for a little bit. If you get wrapped up in it, just to delete it, see what you could go out in the real world for a little bit. And, you know, you can go back if you wanted to, but I I found the real world is pretty cool still. Um, And then you can have, (laughs) and you can have peach and you can have peach for your digital connections that you want. Um, And yeah, I mean, this kind of loops into like some people, they don't know where to go. And this is, this is one of my things I wanted to talk about. And that's where you are now is Portland. Portland is so awesome. There's so many places to go. Um, And I was actually just there for new year's. And I celebrated 2016 uh, in Portland. And it's just like, I love everything about Portland. It's just like, you can go out. So I feel like, I don't know, some people, maybe they're in like, you know, Utah or something that maybe, or mm. not, sorry, no offense to Utah, just like any place, Nebraska or wherever awesome <laughs> sure, places. Sure. But if it's yes. just kind of secluded, maybe mm. Tinder would be better for you. But that being said, sometimes it's good to maybe take a trip, maybe take a trip to Portland. And you know, (laughs) hang out in Portland for a while, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: well, it's I don't know. I mean, so say that you it, it depends on what you want out of Tinder. I mean, if you're in like way out in Nebraska somewhere where it's just really isolated, um, and you have a Tinder and you're flirting with all these people, I mean, that's all it's probably gonna be. I don't really know. I mean, how deep does the commitment run with these things? Because what I'm trying to say is that will you ever actually meet up with them if you're really isolated already? I mean, it seems like almost like Tinder would be better in a place like Portland where there's people around and you could meet up and like, you know.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. But that being said, I don't know. But it's just that there's so many people and it's just there's it's crazy. It's a weird world. I think it's different for every person, you know. And as you said, there's lots of different ways to look at it. But that being really my my thing is wherever you are, if you're on Tinder or not, you should go to Portland. <laughs> okay. No matter if you're on Tinder, off Tinder, get to Portland. Portland is like, I don't know. It's what, what do you think about Portland? You have been living there. You grew up in Northern California. What do you think about it?
1: I think it's cool. I mean, I'm not even 21, so I don't really know how cool it is coming up soon though coming up yeah soon I'll be all prating around town prancing <laughs> down the street yeah, yeah. um yeah. but uh, I mean honestly dude I I live in the Portland area but I'm not like downtown you know I'm, I'm over in like Collins view Southwest right. you know right. and it, it's cool but I I don't really honestly I don't really spend a ton of time downtown just because of school and I'm kind of trapped here up for and when I
0: well, yeah
1: portion of my time
0: I feel you. And last year in January of 2015, when oh, I, yeah. Visited, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I visited you. We, I took you. I kind of like
1: showed you Portland. Yeah, you showed me the place that I was living, which was really interesting.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. That was I, really fun. I think it's so awesome there. I And I want to continue to praise Portland. Just the amount of food. There's such good food. Anyone who's listening, try to get to Portland sometime in your life soon because like go to the Imperial. That's an amazing restaurant. Go to um, you know, well, Bijou's really good. You know, there's like, oh, there's so many. There's industrial a lot. Cafe. There's a there's, lot. I mean, it's like endless. Boca yeah. Bowl. Are you kidding
1: me? Boca uh, bowl. Yeah, Boca Bowl's oh, good. Gosh, these steam buns. Oh man. Anyways, it's insane. It's insane. But along those same lines, like, yeah, you got all this Boca Bowl cool stuff. But like, in in some sense, that's a product of like a pretty harsh gentrification. Mm, that's true. Like Portland, I I wasn't here back in in these times, but Portland used to be like, you know, a lot less gentrified. Like it used to kind of have this, almost more like, rough—not rough, but like gritty yeah. kind of. You know, it yeah, yeah, gentrified. yeah. It Everything is- was more genuine. The art, like the the art that was coming out of Portland, was just pure. And I don't know, it. it I, a lot of Portlanders complain about. Just the gentrification and the, the cost of living and so he's going out uh, because of it and-,
0: and all the people from san francisco now are right. migrating to portland because like me cool
1: like, like me i did like that you. you know
0: yeah like yeah 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 portlanders are not happy with that if no, you tell I, if you tell a portland uh, person that you're from itself. california they'll just be really mad at you. <laughs> I've had it
1: happen. Yeah, it's just like, sorry, dude. You can come to yeah. San Francisco anytime. I don't care.
0: <laughs> but here's here's the thing. I mean, here's what I've heard. It's still early days. It's still early days in Portland. It's still cheaper than San Francisco a lot. Oh, I think by a landslide. I, yeah, a landslide. I think I think it's about maybe ten years. Maybe optimistic, but probably about ten more years until it turns into a San Francisco. Um, it may be less than that. I hope it's 10 years because it's just I, – I agree. There is sort of a nice, cool vibe um, about Portland. I don't know. This is kind of something I've always thought about, gentrification. And it's like in San Francisco, everyone's very much up in arms about that. And I totally see that, just the rising mm-hmm. rate, and it's just, it just yeah. pushes people out. Yeah. Um,
1: pushes the people who created the coolness out, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I th- I heard about something that kind of viewed it in a different way. And it was I think it was an Oakland based initiative. And it was about it was called like equity. No, it was like equality or equity for Oakland or something like that. And it was really cool, because they were saying, well, let's turn it into a positive thing. Let's actually bring this and turn it into something positive. And I I didn't I don't remember the exact specifics, but at least took it and it was like, "Well, this is just something that happens. You know, people when something a place is cool, people are going to move in, it's going to ha- you know, rates are going to go up." And there are definitely there's definitely ways to combat that, but that seems like something that's happening and it's something that is sort of inevitable if a place yeah. is cool. It's it doesn't seem like something that so when people complain about it, I'm always like, "Well, Okay, but it's a really cool place. San Francisco's awesome. It's like such, yeah, it's become that. That's what it's become. And of course, it would be great to go back to where it was, but that's where it is now. So instead of complaining so much, maybe we could. I mean, and I know a lot of people would probably take issue with this point of view, but I'm just saying maybe there's a way to turn it into a positive thing. Maybe, and, and of course, that involves the companies, you know, the Google buses and all that stuff. And, you know, but I, I just hope there's a way to make a a positive future out of all this gentrification.
1: Well, yeah. And, and I think you're, I think, you know, gentrification is kind of implicit in any cool place because I mean, for a place's economy to be like really good or whatever, it kind of has to grow. And then that's where gentrification comes in, you know, making all these new businesses, building high rises, trying to make it just, just, just expanding, raising the cost of everything, making more money happen, more money's flowing in the city. It's just, it's kind of part of, what it seems to me, like if you want a successful economy, that's just part of kind of what has to happen.
0: Yeah. That's but, yeah. Yeah.
1: But at the same time, it's like,
0: but it impacts people, right? It impacts in a really people.
1: negative way. And it impacts a, a entire place in a really negative way, you know?
0: Yeah. It impacts the people who grew up there and were right. originally there. I just, I just hope there's a way where it's like, I don't know, maybe there should be some kind of foundation or like, maybe the city should publicly, acknowledge that gentrification is happening and set up like a a fund to help out people who are mad about it I don't know yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a big issue I, don't know we get probably do- I know this is a hard one our eyes are open but yeah, <laughs> we're trying to <laughs> you're on the eyes open podcast right um, yeah well I don't know back to I just I love Portland though no matter how and I think it's a long time until it will become that so
1: well but dude we like Portland. We're like the the ones on the other side of the gentrification, though, dude. We're the ones who come in and just enjoy all that, you know. Mm-hmm. How about the people who don't? Maybe they just aren't as well off, or or whatever. It's true, it's for true. Long, people in North Portland or something, you know. It's just, so.
0: What can we do? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, what well, can we a do? Great question. That's. I guess we should all be asking that. I don't find really out. Know. Yeah, subscribe to the Eyes Open podcast and find out what what can we do yeah. on the episodes to come. Yeah,
1: keep thinking about it.
0: Thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well any other you got any topics here i i ran i got my topics i talked about post-it notes peach portland um i do have some topics any uh ones you'd like to dip into real quick or um our listeners are waiting they want to know you know it's it's hard to just dip in quick you know it's true. That is true. It's, yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. Well, it'd be, it'd be we can talk dip. about, we can talk about podcasting in general, all the people listening. Uh, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far on the podcast, you're amazing. This is just uh, Shannon Leonard, Riley Ziggle here. We're talking about life. I think podcasts, Riley here, what, what do you think about podcasts? Do you think, cause podcasts are blowing up. There's a lot of people buzz about podcasts. We're making a podcast. Do you think, What do you think is the future? Because I think with automated cars um, happening with by like 2020, there's going to be automated cars definitely. And now that you don't have to drive a car, I feel like a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car because when else do you have like 40 minutes to just chill? Not in our fast paced world, not very, you know, not often.
1: Right, right. That's the that's when I listen to podcasts in the car, but my car's not automated. What does that have to do with the car being
0: automated? I'm, well, that's what I mean. In the future, once it becomes automated, what's the future of podcasts? Are podcasts going to – Is oh, it just yeah. or, or is it going to be like this? We're on Blab. So if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, you can't see us. Now, if you go to blab.im slash eyes dash open dash podcast, you can watch us with a video. That's right. You can see our video and you know we're both here live so maybe that's what it's going to be in the future it'll just be a video podcast i mean i'd hope maybe we could have some cool graphics and stuff automated yeah, cars it'll
1: probably be like all interactive and super awesome yeah it'll probably be like super duper cool super duper cool yeah i'm
0: psyched yeah. <laughs> all right well that, that's pretty much it i guess for today thanks for listening to the eyes open podcast yeah,
1: thanks you guys thanks it's everyone. been a
0: great time we'll be back make sure to subscribe on all the different subscriptions. We're talking blab.im. We're talking iTunes, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Peach. Uh, SoundCloud. On Peach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SoundCloud. Definitely SoundCloud. If you're on Peach, my username is Shannon Leonard. One word. I'm on there. I'm very active on Peach. Everyone should join Peach. It's a pretty fun time. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for the podcast. It's been a great one. Our eyes are open.